Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary, this is Five Minutes of Funk, an American cultural think tank five minutes at a time. This is Tim, and welcome to season two. I uh, decided to, 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 to turn the page to season two because I have moved to a little makeshift studio. Uh, it's one of those things where it ain't much, but it's home, but uh, it can only get bigger from here. So thank you for listening. Uh, I wanted to talk about something that's really near and dear to me, and it's about activism. Or rather, in this instance, it's about the act of activism. Think about what activism is. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty basic stuff. It is some type of, of, of overt set of actions meant to bring about social or political change. But think about what that looked like for our parents and grandparents in the 1940s and the 1950s and uh, the Jim Crow South. See, for us, activism becomes a parallel set of actions that, can, that we have to compel to coexist with the stuff that we have to do every day to subsist ourselves and, and to recreate ourselves. What do I mean by that? Uh, going to work and going to school and going to the movies. We don't have to think about activism as interwoven within any of those particular events. That is not a luxury that our parents and grandparents had in the 1940s and the 50s. You know? See, for them, everything, how you went to work, how you had fun, how you met with family, how you go to church. These were all uh, a basic everyday conducting your life type events in which race and racism was at the forefront of how you had to, to, to treat those things. You couldn't sit anywhere on the bus. You had to sit in a certain area of the movie theater. And even deeper than that, the way that white people saw you, the very imagery that you present just by your existence, was something that you had to be mindful of. Yeah, granted, they, would, you know, they may not necessarily exact any violence or, or any kind of negative words to you, but you always knew that it could happen. It was in the forefront of your thinking. That's tough. And in order for uh, a black person in the 1940s and 1950s to survive in many instances with their very dignity in hand, they had to think like an activist. I'm going to have to do to hold my ground somewhere and preserve my dignity, but also preserve my life. Potentially save my life. That is not something that we are compelled to have to do in the in the nineteen in the twenty first century. Rather, for us, we can conduct these things and not think about race overtly. So we have to call upon activism as a separate, parallel set of actions to bring about social change. Go out and march, uh, see something, say something. What I would argue, though, 
is that what we need to do, the wake-up call that we need to employ in the 21st century is to see that parallel set of actions as equally a matter of survival as our predecessors saw in the 1940s and the 1950s. Preserving that identity and, quite bluntly, preserving the cause of righteousness is a matter of our individual survival. And if not our physical survival, you know, not life or death, but the survival of our identity, because the conservatives are the ones that are sitting here trying to tell you that that level of oppression and that uh, uh, that it, that microscopic evaluation of why we need to bring about social change, if you will, doesn't exist. Well, baby, I'm here to tell you, it does, and you should remain active and, and being an activist as if your life and identity depended on it. Because just like in the 1940s and the 50s, it still does. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binaries, this has been your five minutes of funk. Check out the Twitter feed at 5M of F1. Share your recommendations, suggestions, bitches, moans, and gripes. And I will see you in a few days. So until the next time, be good. <laughs>